Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Thanks, Dano. On today's podcast, we'll talk about how to trade out all of your premiums and bring in mid-prices who are no fucking good. Like you did this week? No. If you know, you know. Yeah, okay. okay. It's all good. Anyway, yes, no, no. Good to be here. Good to be here. Um, I, I'd rather not address that, but I know you're going to bring it up. But anyway, let's, <laughs> let's roll. That's uh, all good. We'll go on to the uh, group weekly winner. It was Bet on Bets, uh, who is Jamie. He had three uh, 2,326 points. He's also a Tom Green owner, which I fucking love. And he also had um, Cherry at F7, Pato. Yeah, super interesting team. He's on real heavy up forward. Uh, not a bad team. And I mean, 2,300 is actually a really good score this week. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the winner was the only the only team that scored over twenty five hundred. So, a bit lower scoring in the first two weeks, but yep. yeah, a very impressive effort. So, well done, Jamie. Yep, yep. Anyway, let's go straight into the injuries and suspensions. So, he who shall not be named, um, I'll talk about him because Pato needs to wash his mouth out with uh, soap whenever he mentions this guy. Jordan Degoe, uh suspension for his tackle on um, Diverfield, uh, Patrick Diverfield. Uh, he's getting one week for that, Pato. So. Uh, yeah, no love lost there. Yeah, a bit torn on this one. He should be suspended for the whole season, but also <laughs> we all want to grind Dangerfield into the ground. So it's kind of like <laughs> the, the devil and the angel on each shoulder going, fuck them both, really. But anyway, yeah, um, he'll miss one week. I mean, he scored okay, I guess, considering he didn't have much of a preseason. I still don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole for moral reasons, but he'll miss a week. So if you have him like Jamie yep. does, he was an owner. Um I mean, if you got Cherry as F7, that's perfect cover, isn't it? Just like Jamie does. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's Tom Hickey. Uh, he's knee six to eight weeks out, brings brings basically Laddams into the side. Um, the Bont, a shoulder knock, played through it. He's been playing through a fair few little knocks here and there, hasn't he, Pato? Do you reckon they could uh, rest him up forward this week, maybe? Yeah, this is an interesting situation because... The more of these, I mean, every every player in the comp picks up these sort of knocks and plays through them. But when it's two at once, it could affect his scoring. And with the midfield that bats as deep as the Bulldogs, um, he could definitely get thrown around a little bit. So hopefully he gets thrown forward enough to pick up forward status. That'd be brilliant. But if I was an owner, I'd be a bit nervous. I mean, but in saying that, he could kick four this week and have 20 touches and just kill Richmond. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, Zachy Butters, uh, he got a bit of a bump from a teammate and he played on um, as a forward after it happened. A lot of people trading him out this week, but I haven't seen any any news on Zach Butters in the injury reports yet. So, Pato, your thoughts? Oh, it was just a knock. Uh, I wouldn't be trading him out for sure, even if oh, I no. meant bringing in a cherry or whatever. Uh, we saw the first two weeks just what he can do, and the guy's still averaging 102 with the 58 that he scored on the weekend. Yeah. Port Adelaide, again, lost this game as well. So they're going to try and throw some pieces around to try and find the right balance. But uh, luckily, Jordan Dawson came to the rescue here in that yep, game. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sammy Skinner, ankle, he got subbed out. But 
we don't know how severe it is. Um, so if you're a Sam Skinner owner, um, basically keep an eye on that one. Braden Pruce, um, I think he, he he was limping a bit late, but I th- I think it's more so the fact that the man hasn't played a fucking full AFL game in a while, and he's he's a bit cooked. Um, and he was coming off the ground a lot, Pato. So yeah, don't know about that one. Big Pruce. It's a bit. I'm still a bit surprised that they only went with the run rocks. I think yeah, same. they missed a, a, a trick there, not going Flynn and Pruce. I think they're both pretty proficient up forward. And just go a 50-50 split. And I think, yeah, that, that's what they should have done. I think maybe that's what they'll do this week, Dan. I don't no. know if there's any mail floating around, but... No, I think you're yeah, right there. Wait and see Please. what happens yeah. with that one. But I know if you're rocking with Pruce and Hayes as your R2 and R3 in whatever order, uh, you're an idiot. Um, stop listening to... He who no, 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 cut you off there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off there. We won't cause any more beef, Pato. Um, Dane Zorko, Achilles. Uh, they iced it late. Yeah, what are your thoughts there? Do you reckon he'll play? No beef here, Dano. Just chicken. But Dane Zorko w- will play. He's not a chicken, but he's dealing with Achilles soreness. And in terms of a super coach perspective, I would not be looking at him until we see a good block of work and that might not be until post buys he has looked pretty good off that half back line though um so one to definitely keep an eye on but yeah i mean probably precaution they were up by about 300 points uh in the fourth quarter against the pathetic kangaroos um the vfl team's back dano i'll be um but yeah yeah definitely just keeping an eye on that one and think about him in the around the buys yep yep uh, we've got some rookie trading options. Um, a fair few rookies here on the bubble. Um, first off, our must-have on the bubble is Nick Martin, for obvious reasons. 102k minus 124 break-even. You gotta, you gotta get him in. He's too tasty, too tasty to ignore. Pato. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to be said. He plays Adelaide this weekend. He could go up 100k just after that game. Uh, he's in an attractive role. He's literally basement price. There's nothing more to be said. Is there, Dano? If you if you don't have him, um, I feel for you. He's in just 51% of teams. But you need to bring him in, not at the cost of someone like Butters, but if you've got a Rochelle, maybe you go early on him. If you've got a, a Hollands or someone that's not playing, maybe you, you sideways that and and look to bank the cash. But Nick Martin, I think you need in your team. He's going to make too much cash to, to miss out on. Well, I wouldn't trade Hollands. Wouldn't trade Hollands if you if you if you held him this long. I wouldn't trade him. Good loop, but he actually has been killing it in the VFL, and it's only going to be a matter of time with him. But like, um, it was just know. the first name oh, that, that came yeah. to mind. Owens, know. Owens, um, got that tasty too. If you got him, like I'm, I'm trading Owens out, even though he played all right in the VFL. I just can't see him playing that great in the AFL. Whereas Nick Martin, we've seen it. So, and that's actually still a downgrade because Owens is 100. And 117k so you're still making a little bit of money out of it too so yeah if you're an idiot like me that has owens go nick martin anyway next one lucky isn't it gallant or is it gallant i think I it's know. gallant yeah okay i can i wish they did one of those um videos where like um took miller said hi my name's not took it's actually took like that would be handy. yeah because anyway. apparently there's a you in there because people can't fucking read <laughs> anyway i still say took and I know it's Took, and I say Took, so I'm sorry. Anyway, Lockie Gallant um, is 123K, minus 48 break even, but he might be unlucky because T 
Tex Walker might play this week and he looks like he might vacate. So I wouldn't jump on the Gallant um, wagon, Pato, would you? Yeah, look, he'd be pretty stiff. He's coming off a four-goal game, but he did it in just six disposals and five of them were kicks. So stiff to be dropped after a four-goal performance, but I think he's probably going to be the one to make way. He's been playing that sort of tall forward role. Yeah. Probably is going to make way. They've already said the Tex will come straight in. Uh, whether that's a mistake or not, who knows? But probably the one that drops out. I can't see them dropping Fogarty, um, even though he had a pretty poor game. But yeah. we'll see what they do. But keep an yeah. eye out. He's, got, he's on the bubble and got a pretty low break even. So if he does play, not a bad bring in. But, I mean, it'll be quick 100, 150K because I don't like his scoring potential. But he'll make quick cash. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we've got Huge Dixon. Hugh Dixon. 102K minus 42 break even. He's one that, again, we were talking, he could make way for, what, Darling or someone. I don't even know if Josh... I didn't pay attention to this fucking game if Josh Kennedy even played. Um, Pato? Pretty sure Darling played. I could be wrong, but... Let's have a... Well, you, can, you, you give your thoughts and I'll quickly check for you. Yeah, Darling and Kennedy both played and so did Dixon. So... Oh, shit. I oh, think... Shit. I think the one that might affect Dixon is Bailey Williams, who missed with COVID. Okay. Um, but in saying that, Bailey Williams played as the first ruck when Nick Knapp was Hugh Dixon okay. was out with COVID. So it's all just dependent on who they prefer as that backup ruck role. But I think Dixon looked all right. Um, I had it sort of yeah. on in the background while I was doing some uni work and Freya obviously destroyed them, and I'm pissed off because I'm paying nine dollars to win by forty plus, and you guys uh, sp- talked me out of it. But anyway, um, but they may go with Hugh Dixon, and Bailey Williams might miss out. Um, there's there's only spot for one of them. They're not going to play two, but we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Dixon looked okay without looking outstanding, but as I said, Bailey Williams hasn't really set the world on fire as well. So keep an eye out. Um, I mean, they might announce their game, their team on Sunday morning before a Sunday game this week again. Yep. So it's West Coast Eagles are just so tricky. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Thompson Dow, 198K minus 31 break even forward mid. Got a 100 on the weekend, Pato, playing inside mid, but will he hold his like spot? Like what? what's the go? Is it just a flash of the pan? What Would you bring him in? Uh, I'd be tempted. I don't have anyone that's glaringly obvious that needs a trade out. So if I had someone that was underperforming or someone with a high break even, I'd be looking at Thompson Dow for sure. He's got the role. He played inside mid on the weekend next to Jack Graham, Trent Koch, and all those sort of guys. Granted, we were terrible. So take that of what you will. I have a feeling <laughs> we might bring in Riley Collier-Dawkins and maybe even a Tyler Zonzi for a debut. Yeah, so watch this space. But I don't think Thompson Dow has done him, his stocks any harm. He was really impressive in a really poor performance and one of only four guys that turned up. So at 198K, if he keeps his role, um, the break-even will come down heaps next week, even if he just scores an 80. And he, he'll look at, at making 200K. So if you've got someone that needs a trade-out, I don't mind Thompson Dow as an option. He's probably got the second-best role out of the, these guys on the bubble next to, obviously, Nick Martin, who already has the low break-even. Thompson Dow being a little bit more expensive makes it awkward, but he's a forward mid. So... You can chuck him in the forward line. Obviously, Martin's just a forward, so there's a bit of DPP there for for Thompson Dow for the best Dow in the in the competition. But um, yeah, I don't mind it. He had 12 contested possessions, 15 of them were handballs. He's that inside sort of get it out sort of player. But yeah, Thompson Dow isn't a bad trading option if you're looking for someone. 
actually um on the Sonsi thing um I obviously messaged our little group chat before on him um and previously in the preseason too I just want to say this he's going to play at some stage this season they're mad not to play him and his draft rap was insane like they basically said that he would be better equal to if not better than Dacos Ward Hobbs all those top range midfielders from that draft um, they reckon he could be equal or better than them. It's just his second efforts and his two-way running was what let him down. Um, and he also which, had an injury, Dano, as well. So he came in a little bit underdone. Obviously, a Victorian boy as well. So he had, didn't play a lot of footy coming into his draft year. But in his bottom age season, so as a 17-year-old coming into their 18-year-old season, yeah. before he played games, he was projected to be top five up there with the likes of Dacos and Horn Francis and all that sort of yeah. group. So... He'll play definitely at some stage. Um, he had a really big VFL game as well, even though we got pumped by Sandringham. He got like 32 about. disposals um, and a goal he had 34, and seven tackles. 34 touches, a goal and seven tackles as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. between him and Riley Collier-Dawkins, I think we need to make changes. That's that's very clear. Yeah, and so one, one, to, to, look out for. one yeah, to look for out sure. for this season. Um, same with Cetas because he killed it for um, – Gold Coast as well. So these guys are killing it now. Three weeks, uh, let's say, if they debut this week or next week or something like that, they're going to come in at the right time for those mid-rookies. So, oh, tasty. Um, anyway, we'll go to Sam Skinner. Um, 123K, minus 20 break even. But he got subbed out, so we're going to have to wait for team selections on him. Um, but he's on the bubble if he plays. But we'll skip, we'll skip Sam Skinner because this next bloke, I like the eye test, and that's Nathan O'Driscoll. 123K, he's a mid-slash defender, six break-even. He's got a higher break-even. Um, he was had he was the sub in his first game. But I can I can see this dude pumping out 60s to 80s at some stage, um, which will be really great in defense as a rookie. I, I started him. He was my loop option. Um, but now, obviously, he's not a loop option anymore. Um, but, yeah, I can just see this guy going really well. Pato, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. He's just coming at a really shit time because... You can't go on hinge. McCartan to Coney has never made any money yet. So unless you've got a severely underperforming premium defender, maybe you're sick of watching Jack Crisp and you want to go down on him. Nah. Um, even the midfielders, like they just haven't made, finished making cash yet. Even Dylan Stevens, who had 23, they play North this weekend. He could get up to an 80 and just accelerate that break even again. So it's come at a really awkward time. Um, if you need a rookie, I'd like O'Driscoll. He's probably got the third best role out of this lot. So, yeah, I agree. And that break even will go down this week as well. If he plays a full game, he'll get yeah. his 50 or 60-odd again, and that'll go back to under zero because that yeah. sub score will be out of his rolling average. So, definitely, I like it. I like it, don't I? But, yeah, it all depends on what your team needs. Yeah, yeah. And Durden pumped out another 70, so I'm happy. Um Trading targets, Pato. So we're going through a few um, trading targets. If you want to fix up your team, um, I know I'm doing another fix this week and then I should be good. Um, so we'll start with in defense with Sam Doherty, 555K, 122 average, 6% of teams, 107 break even at the moment. He's still considered a POD at just 6%. He's fucking killing it. He He's one. How, how have you liked Doherty so far, Pato? Oh, he's class. Absolute class. Uh, has been for many years. Just keeps pumping out the scores. And it looks like their game style will really suit that sort of player. Averaging 122. He's currently the number one ranked defender in the comp. 
555k is expensive and that will go up. So keep an eye on him. If you need a, a premium defender as a fix up or whatever, then he should be on the top of your list if you don't have this next guy. Yep. And the next guy is George Hewitt. So he's 453k. He's had that price jump, 120 average, 55% of teams now, break even of 41. He played midfield even with the whole midfield crew there. And he's still pumping out 100-plus scores. So he could even be a keeper, Pato. He could be a keeper. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I mentioned when I was starting him at the start of the year, Dano, that I was viewing him as a stepping stone, uh, someone that mm. will make me 150K, 200K even. Then when Doc, uh, when Walsh came back and all those sort of guys, then I'd just turn him into a premium. Uh, but absolutely, he's looking like a keeper. So everyone obviously played. Chera and Walsh were the ones that sort of got pushed out to that wing uh, role, don't know. Yeah. Hewitt had 28 touches. He had nine tackles, 11 contested possessions, and nine clearances, Dano. There is no way this guy is moving out of the, the midfield. Correct. He will not be available as a defender next year. And I think while he's still 453,000, 453, Dano, yeah. and a break even of 41, that is skyrocketing, Dano. His price is skyrocketing. So he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Even if right you now. if you have Whitfield one more week and you wanted to see one more week, I would I would do this sideways trade. Even though Whitfield did okay this weekend, did he turn up or not quite? Nah, no, no, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, ninety six. I would probably pull the trigger on that trade, Dana. Even though it's slightly sideways. Yeah, Hewitt looks a lot I'll, better than Whitfield. I agree. I hundred percent agree. I did that trade last week. I went Whitfield to Hewitt, and it freed me up to get Gib to Gibkiss to Bowie. So that worked yeah. out fucking well. So yeah, money Hewitt, wise and points wise, it's a win win, Dana. Yeah, it's Hewitt's a must have. You gotta you gotta have him. Like there's another must have that I'm missing out on um, that 59 percent of the competition has, and I just can't bring him in because. But anyway, I, f- I feel like yeah, you gotta get Hewitt. Um, anyway, Jaden Short's the next one. Five fifty two k, one hundred and eighteen average, thirty three percent of teams. Pretty much Richmond's best player at this stage, super coach wise. Yeah, he won't miss games. Yeah, he doesn't miss games. I'm shocked he's only in 33% of teams. Yeah. No bash at all. The ball is spending a lot of time down there. That's why Nathan Broad Nathan Broad is averaging over 100. Dan Rioli isn't Ugh. averaging much under 100. The ball's spending that much time down there. Jaden Short is the one to, to bring it out. And, I mean, if you're serious about Supercoach, this guy will be in your final team. His price is on the upward trend. 33% of game of teams don't know. Um, yeah. He'll be top six and durability. Well, that's why we like Crisp and Jaden Short's in that same conversation. Doesn't miss games. And yep. yeah, absolutely looking like our best play this year. Yep. Um, next one's Jeremy McGovern at 515K, 120 average, 1. 1.6% of teams. We mentioned him last week as a POD. Um, he's obviously gone up. He hasn't dropped below 100 yet, I don't think, Pato. Has he? No, I pumped he out of 128 on the weekend. Yeah, just no, another, yeah. Um, yeah, another and, crazy performance. And we know, well, he's the better McGovern. Um, other people started his brother and his shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Jeremy's just killing it. Ball's going to be down there a lot. He's just going to pluck it out. Cheap posies, contested marks, shit like that. Yeah, is he relevant? I think so. Massive POD. He, yeah, I think he has to be, but I have a feeling that this year he might be similar to what Daniel Rich and stuff does most years where they just pump out score after score after score, but people don't really look at them. I mean, Daniel Rich has had his injury issues 
not for a while yeah. now, but it's sort of it always lingers over you, doesn't it? Don't know if you have soft yeah. tissue injuries early on in your career, it always hangs over you. And Daniel Rich is a bit older, and I feel like Jeremy McGovern might get that same reputation from a super coach perspective. So if you're going to jump on Jeremy McGovern, I reckon his ownership by the end of the year will be like eight percent. Yep, that's fair. Um, and the he's the sort of guy that will oh, yeah. win you miss, uh, matchups in your leagues. So I, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Anyway, the next bloke is one that I raised as a massive POD, which is Jack Sinclair. Not really being spoken about much, which I don't understand, but I do at the same time. He's 492K, 110 average in 0.4% of teams, not even one fucking percent, Pato. It's break even 62 now. He's in that midfield role. We always knew that he was a very efficient player, just needed more of the ball. Uh, He listed as a defender in Supercoach but he's never averaged more than 86. Now, Zach Jones isn't playing. He's It's just come out that I think that he's returning, but we don't know if he's going to play this week. Then the other one was Hunter Clark. We don't know when like when he comes back. They're the two factors in the whole Jack Sinclair situation. Great POD if you started him, but I'm not sure what happens when those two come back. Pato, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, three weeks is a pretty solid sample size, Dano, but as you said... They've got midfielders to return, but he's been very impressive. So it will be very interesting to see what they do. Uh, Sinclair had 18 centre bounce attendances, Dano. Yep. Um, which isn't top of the range. Jade Gresham had more. Seb Ross had one more than that. Brad Crouch had less. Brad Crouch had 16. So there's some moving parts there that will probably give you enough doubt. If you bring him in, it's a huge POD, but you're bringing him in with the risk that he might move back to a wing or a halfback and then yep. you're getting back to an 80. But yep. high risk, high reward. Sometimes you've got to take these home run hits, Dano, and if it doesn't come off, it doesn't come off like my trade over the weekend, even though it's only one game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, we move on to midfielders now. The bloke that I fucking talked up all preseason that I didn't start, I'm bringing him in. I'm doing. Here I'm, we go. Here I'm committing go, a cardinal sin gentlemen. here, Pato. A cardinal sin, and I said I will not trade out Primos, but it's either this bloke or the bloke that we're going to talk about after him. And I think, fuck it, I'm just going to back my gut in, and that's Tom Green at 502k, 139 average in 6.5 percent of teams. Like after what when. I don't like watching the Giants play at the moment, but whenever Tom Green's on <laughs> on the screen, I have to try and rush for the fucking Jurex just to put it on because I know I'm going to come whenever he gets a possession because he's just so good. He's just so fucking good. I mean, he's an absolute fucking beast. And he has taken it to that next level. Like I said, when I watched him at Lavington, I was like, holy fuck, who is this guy? Realized it was Tom Green. I'm like, shit, the one thing that he sucked at, he's now good at. And that's covering the ground, and he's fucking doing everything. He's doing everything, and I'm bringing him in. I think you have to bring him in. His break evens in the negatives, Pato. I think it's like negative forty five or some shit. Here's it's my fucked. issue, Dana. It's fucked. Here's my issue. There's too many moving parts next in that. In that, well, that's not an issue, mate. That's that's <laughs> that'll get me reaching for the Durex. <laughs> Even just the announcement, not even seeing him in yellow and black. <laughs> Here's my issue. There's too many moving parts in this GWS midfield. So arguably, maybe maybe not this year, but one of the Giants' best midfielders didn't play on the weekend, don't I? Mm-hmm. And that's Jacob Hopper. 
There's also a guy to come back into that forward line who we all know. Yep. Toby Green. And that leaves Tim Taranto as that sort of guy that could also move into that midfield. Now, the other, there's one more, again, variable they know, and that's that Took Miller was tagged out of the game by a combination of Lockie Ash and Matt DeBoer. They both, there's pretty much a double tag. I mean, they were tag teaming, tag, team, tag teaming him more than fucking slots on Pornhub. Yep. And that's something else that we need to consider. So, yeah, absolutely. Tom Green is absolutely killing it. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he's got eight Brownlow votes after round three. Yeah, okay. That's how good he's been. But there's a lot of moving parts, and I'm not sure I can trust Leon Cameron. I Honestly, he's, this is the one bloke that I'm not worried about at all. Because if you watch the games, like I said, he plays fucking everywhere. He runs everywhere. It doesn't matter if he doesn't start in the centre. He will find the pill around the ground. He will push up forward. He will kick goals. He's just that fucking good. It does not matter. And I'm not being a one-eyed Giants fan here. I spoke about it in preseason. There's always that one breakout guy that I look at, and then I'm like, you're going to fucking kill it this year. This is the one. I spoke. I talked him up. This is him. I think you got to jump on Tom Green now, or otherwise you're just going to miss out. And I'm, I don't want to miss out at all. The issue is Dano is 500k and it's not easy to generate that cash without jumping off a primo. And and that's what I've done. I've jumped off a primo. Who are you jumping off? Probably one that's going to pump out a 180 this weekend, Darcy Parrish. Oh, no. I was 50-50. I was 50-50 oh, no. on starting Parrish or Green. I chose the wrong one. I'm correcting it. I will, I will live by the sword, die by the sword, my friend. I've freed up some cash so that when Took... Uh, sorry, Took... Drop <laughs> drops in price. I can potentially go rail to him, which isn't bad. Took had like a anyway, seventy next, game. Next yeah. on our list is Patrick Cripps. <laughs> Patrick Cripps is the one that I don't have that I probably should be be bringing in. But anyway, he's five eighteen k one thirty eight average. Fucking Tom Green's averaging more. Fifty nine percent of teams, twenty six break even. Still got one hundred nineteen, even though he butchered the ball a little bit, Pato. Um, yeah, he's fucking absolutely jumped up in the ownership to 59%. So, yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to go against Patrick Cripps because he's in almost 60% of teams, so no, and that's going to go up even more. Yeah. That was at 37% last week, and 22% of the competition jumped on Patrick Cripps, including me, last week. And he's got the same. You risk getting left... Too. You get you risk getting left behind the pack if you don't bring in Patrick Cripps. If you bring in a Tom Green and you're betting against Patrick Cripps with Tom Green, I don't love that. I'm a man of risk. I'm a it man is, of risk. Yeah. You look at the POD factor. I do love a good POD, Dano. I'm not sure you can afford to go against Patrick Cripps, though. But look, good luck to you. Thanks, man. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's a long season. I must add... I must add, Dano, that Darcy Parrish has Adelaide this week, Frio the week after, and Collingwood the week after that. I know. So, I know. But and the dogs, got, and then Hawthorne. So. We've got Schoenberg, though. Schoenberg likes True. a good tag. They like either go really big or go really shit. We've got a Scotty Pendlebury at 503k, 105 average, 1.3% of teams. You'd assume he's going to gain DPP in two weeks' time, Pato. Um, he's looking good. 
looking solid. Yeah, he's starting off half back, but floating up into stoppages as well. Having a really big impact on the way they're playing as well. So, I mean, as Scott Penelbury, of course he is. Yeah, Flying under the radar, he's in just 1.3% of teams, which is a bit surprising considering he's going to gain DPP. Huge POD yeah. right now. I feel like people might panic a little bit in two weeks when he's 550,000 and averaging 110 or whatever and, and think, oh, shit, we better bring this guy in. I think it's worth a discussion. Do you think Collingwood can stay this relevant? I mean, there's there's history there that um, suggests that the Collywobs still absolutely exist, even though they got rid of Nathan Buckley. So, yeah, it's just whether you think they're going to be a top echelon team. I don't think they are. So it's not great, but 503,000. I mean, at that price, you look at Tom Green surely ahead of him, don't you? Anyway, Dylan Shields, our next one at 361K, 101 average in 2.4% of teams, 13 break even. More of a cash generator, this one. I never thought I'd say this with Dylan Shield, but he's a more of a cash generator. Yeah. It's a, it's a decent stepping stone, don't I? Yeah. Because I think his role looks really good. He'll be asked to pick up a lot of that slack of Parrish getting tagged and playing yeah. next to Parrish. And he's scored two over 100, but none over 105. So he's pretty much had the same score in two weeks. Um, he's playing his third game this week. He, at worst case, he'll make you 150K, I think. Yep. M8 and don't the average is 105. Yeah. Yep. No, don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. But yeah, we got um, some primos to watch when they bottom out in the next few weeks as well due to high break evens. Um, we got Andy Brayshaw being one of them. Um, Christian Petrarca is another one. Jackie McRae, Tuke Miller, Darcy Parrish, and then Callum Mills as well. So, one thing you got to factor in in these games is uh, thinking ahead. And when those pre- those big primos have those off games, it might only be one. They can drop in price, especially when it's in round three. It's in their three-week rolling average. And, um, yeah, got to jump on at the right time. Anyway, we'll go to the Rucks. And there's Riley O'Brien, who's the one that I reckon severely underrated at the moment. Five, six, 527K, 108 average, 4.2% of teams. He's fucking, he's killing it. He's killing it right now. And he could even be a top three material type Ruckman. Pato, your thoughts? Yeah, we flagged this in preseason as someone that kind of played a very similar role to vintage Max Gorn. Getting around the ground, getting marks, impacting stoppages, and just doing a lot of really good things. Now, Riley O'Brien also had nine tackles on the weekend and 45 hitouts. Is it sustainable? I mean, we'll see. But Riley O'Brien is still pretty cheap now. Yeah, there's probably better options, including the next guy that we're going to talk about. But he's flying under the radar, I think, and I think he needs he's, he warrants the discussion. Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon if he played in Victoria, everyone would be grabbing him in Supercoach, hundred percent. If he was playing in Vic, be like, oh my god, look how fucking good he's going. Anyway, next one, Timmy English, five twenty one k, one hundred twenty five average, fourteen point three percent of teams. Scoring fucking amazing at the moment, but we're still we're still cautious of Steph Martin when he comes in here and there. Don't know when he's coming in. Might be this week. Don't know. But yeah, I'm just cautious of Tim English right now. Sounds weird to say when he's absolutely fucking flying though, Pato. Yeah, Steph Martin was was touted to play on the weekend, but then he was out with COVID. So it's that constant question, isn't it, Dano? I mean, Tim English mm. is looking a million bucks. Anyone that has Tim English, 
he's doing very well for the season because they started him. But yeah, is it sustainable? We'll see. I would want to see English and Martin play together before jumping on Tim English. Yeah, because I'm a little bit conservative like that. But Tim English does look a million bucks playing in that ruck role. Could be, he could end up out of reach by that time though, Pato. He could, yeah, and that and you can't have them all. That's that's the bottom line. Yep, a hundred percent agree. Um, anyway, the next bloke, Braden Pruce at two hundred four k, one hundred and ninety scored on the weekend in eleven percent of teams. He's only played the one game though. Um, I'd hold off though. I think we're gonna see the combo of Pruce and Flynn play together. I don't know why the fuck the Giants didn't play them both together. Prusy does not look good traveling around the ground, Pato. Uh, he looks like he's just walking. <laughs> um, so I think someone who can cover the ground well in ruck like Flynn would help amazingly. And they're both pretty good up forward. But yeah, I'd wait and see um, when he's until he's on the bubble, Pato. Yeah, I can't see Lockie Keefe staying in that role. I feel like he'll get replaced by Matty Flynn and they'll both play that role. And I actually think it helps both of them. You saw Matty Flynn go up against both Soldo and Nankervis in round two, and he really struggled coping with that physically. Braden Proust didn't cope this weekend physically for a different reason. He just co- he's just struggled covering the ground, and, I mean, he's barely played much AFL footy his whole career, really. So I feel like they're both going to come in and play that 50-50 role, and they could both score about 90 to 100 every week, don't I? Um They'll be. I feel like they'll be better off playing in those shorter spurts um, to have bigger impact on games. And I'd be giving Bruce definitely one more week. I wouldn't be jumping in on on him early because I mean, there's there's every chance he you bring him in this week. Maybe you jump off a, a Gorn and go to Bruce, and then Flynn plays and Bruce scores forty because he's played thirty percent in the ruck, um, and you yeah. you'd be kicking yourself. It's just I don't I don't like that sort of move. Um, I know you've got to be proactive sometimes, but you can't just gut your team just to bring in a guy that scored 109 in his one game and you don't know how he's going to back it up next week. We saw Mumford last year had some monster scores, but then backed it up with some 60s, and you don't want that. Um, If you're looking at him as an R3, I I like that. I'd still want to give him one more week just to see how he goes this week, hopefully with Flynn. Um, And I'd be definitely looking at Bruce next week at R3 if... That if I like what I say. Yep, fair enough. Um, we'll go to the forward line now. We've only got a couple of blokes um, that we're really looking at here. And the first one's Isaac Heaney, 499k, 123 average. Whoops. Um, 39% of teams. Um, Papley is either coming back this week or next week. Um, so if Papley's back this week, we could see like a four goal, 28 disposal game or some shit from Isaac Heaney against North. Yeah, like, Heaney could go absolutely bonkers against North this week. Yeah. I expect yeah. North to not be as uncompetitive as they were last week. But even still, Heaney's looked looks in for a really big game this week. And yeah, in, in a in a line that hasn't had much excitement this week, at least, um, except for Tim English, then yeah, Isaac Heaney's still sub five on a K. So if you're like me last week, who could only really afford one of Heaney or Cripps. If you've got the cash, maybe you bring in Heaney this week, even though he's already had his one price rise. I'm still going to wait and see with Heaney. I want to see what he's like with Papley in the team. Yep, that's fair. I've started the bloke, so I'm going to keep him. We know, um, don't know. <laughs> I can, 
Yeah. Um, Timmy Taranto is our other one. 532K, 106 average, 90% of teams. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna take the bias goggles off and you just talk about him, Pato, because yeah, I'll be biased with this one. Yeah, once once again, just like with the Town Green situation, Dano, I, I Torino looked brilliant on the weekend. Absolutely brilliant. He had like 36 touches or something ridiculous, playing pretty much half forward. Um, but in saying that, Cogs also played half forward and scored 32, had 32 touches and scored 149 super coach. And could have gone 180 if he could kick even one or two of his three missed goals. So is it just a flash in the pan where the Suns just don't didn't have the lockdown potential off that halfback line? Or is it just a sign of things to come? And we know Timmy Taranto is a very talented player. But as I mentioned before, I'm just I'm skeptical because there's so many moving parts in that midfield. Now, Josh Kelly only had 22 touches. I don't even know what role he played on the weekend, but we barely saw Josh Kelly, Dano. Um which blows my mind because he's so talented. So, yeah, it's it's tough. There's just – there's going to be two up and down, I think, they're scoring in that Giants midfield. Yep. Well, that besides fucking Tom Green, going to kill it. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, Pato, do we have any uh, questions at all? No, I um, didn't post anything on Facebook today. I completely forgot. Weak as piss. Weak as yes. fucking piss. Yes, that's me. No, that's all good. I've, oh, actually, no. I did get a question from a from a um, from an anonymous source, <laughs> and it was: okay. if you brought in Luke McDonald over the weekend, do you jump straight off and and admit you were wrong, or do you persist? <laughs> uh, asking for a friend. Uh... Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, you can answer that one, Pato. So, if I brought in Luke McDonald over the weekend, I'd probably hold on. Played a little bit more of a lockdown role. And to be honest, their whole back line was absolutely destroyed by Brisbane. Even, even Aaron Hall, who is good for 120 every week, scored 70 and had Clanger galore. So Brisbane just had every answer for North. Um, if I had Luke McDonald, hypothetically, um, I would definitely be holding and, and at least seeing what happens. Um, he's not going to bleed cash because he's still got a, a break even around zero, but yeah, I can't see it happening again. Even Zebel got smashed um, and he had 62. So it's just a down game from North. They're pathetic and maybe they'll realise they're not playing VFL anymore and maybe we'll be a little bit more competitive next week. But what are your thoughts, Dano? He a top six to eight defender. Well, no, he's a midfielder, Dano. People really fucking roasted you on Twitter, man. Oh, I felt so bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, my at least at least I don't have Jack Hayes at R2 like some people in the community, Dano. That is fair. That is fair. We do not condone having Jack Hayes at R2 community. We do not condone that. Um, anyway, we'll, we're not called the Supercoach co-captains for nothing. Every week we give you VC and C options to set your team apart from everyone else. We've been very successful with this so far. And, um, yeah, I think this week we, we got a, we got a few PODs, actually. We could... Definitely, especially on Thursday, there's one glaringly big POD. Um, if you've got him, that could definitely tear his opposition a new arsehole. So Thursday, Port Adelaide versus Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. Pato, who have you got for VC options? Yeah, if you've got so a loop, if you've got a loop, they, I should say. They say that they'll never tear us apart, but I'm pretty sure Oliver will because he loves playing at Adelaide Oval and. Could go large in this one, don't I? Yep. 
I think he's projected fucking huge too. Oh, it's only in the 120s. Still, having a projected in the 120s is pretty good by it's their calculator. Big, yeah. I'm thinking, if you're one of the people, and we haven't discussed him at all, because he's just gone vintage at the moment, and I don't know how long he can sustain it, but Travis Boak, Benjamin Button, has wound back the clock. Well, actually, he hasn't even wound back the clock. This is his career best. I don't think he's dropped below like 130, Pato. Like, could, could be a cheeky POD VC option in this one, if he can keep it up. You're looking it up, aren't you? No, I think I just dropped my internet out for some reason. Oh, shit. <laughs> Somehow I'm still connected. We're back. All right. So, no, the Christian Petrarca is the one I would prefer over Boke. Um, I, I reckon Melbourne might give Port a bit of a touch-up here. Um, and yeah. Give, give old mate Kenny a, a bit of a, an awakening and realise that maybe he's not as good as what they thought they were. People have Port Adelaide top four. Ah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think Ollie Wines will... The VC option compared to like Oliver and shit. So yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. Oliver, Oliver's going to be the glaring. What nah. about Maxi gone? Nah, nah, Oliver, Oliver, hundred percent with a Travi Boke, Smokey. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'll roll with. But anyway, Friday, the game is between two big pussies in Geelong Cats versus the Brisbane Lions, <laughs> seventh versus first, and yet somehow seventh are favourites. Because it's at GMHBABCDEFG Stadium. VCC options in this one, Pato. Glaringly obvious one being Lockie Neal, assuming that he, I think he rolled his ankle. We didn't actually put that in. He rolled his ankle but came back on and still tunned up. But I, I could see him tearing Geelong a new arsehole. Is Marco Connor still alive? Very good question, actually. Very good. I don't question. know what the situation is there, but he gave Lockie Neal an absolute bath last year. But Lockie Neal was also before... playing injured. No, that was before the injury. It was in round two. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. So one to keep an eye on. They may look at a tag, but if it's a Friday night, you're looking at him as a VC. So yeah, not a bad VC option if you've got the ability to loophole that. Um, yep. I prefer someone, a few guys in, in later games if you've got the later loops, if you've got a an Owens or a Hollands who might not play. Um. But yeah, Lockie Neal's a really good option. He's in great form and got obviously very heavily tagged by Kane Turner, but hopefully he doesn't cop two heavy tags in a row. Yep, yep. Um, anyone from Geelong? Tickle your no. fancy? No? no? No danger field? No. Okay. Isn't he, isn't he on the moon from diving? Saturday. Uh, we got at the SCG, 8th versus 15th. How are they not bottom? Um, <laughs> Sydney Swans versus... North Melbourne, beautiful, beautiful game. Who would you have in this one, Pato, if anyone? If I, I had Isaac Kenny, he'd be locked in as my VC. Yeah, 100%. Locked in, throw away the key. I, I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, right. Mm. But I don't, and yeah, that makes right. me nervous. Yeah, okay. No one else? Not a. I think, I think Aaron Hall might have more free reign in this one. Yeah, but uh, no. Nah. Like a one, I don't think you can. I don't think you can trust him after a 70. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. By fair the enough. way, by the way, with rookie rule that I've I backed Dylan Stevens to, to bounce back in this one, but yeah, predict predicting the rookies is pretty pretty hard to do. So, oh, fuck, man, just a gut feeling. I'm, I'm I'm going Owens to Martin, which means I've got literally no loopholes unless one rookie is just out with COVID. So, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to really play the rookie roulette with this one this week. Anyway, um, so no one else. Um, not a Callum Mills to bounce back and absolutely butt fuck North Melbourne. Well, they might tag Callum Mills. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lukey Parker. Yeah, maybe, but not many people have him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we'll go to Marvel Stadium now at 4.35pm on the Saturday. Collingwood versus a West Coast Eagles. Fuck, Collingwood have West Coast. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. They have a good run at it at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I can't wait for them to, to land back on Earth if they didn't already against the Cats on the weekend. In this one, you know what? Who do Collingwood like to concede points against? Midfielders. You know, I don't really like anyone in their midfield. Um, no, no, case, next game. Jeremy McLovin. Just next game. Marking everything. Next okay. game, Richmond Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, uh, we won't even discuss that shit. Um, MCG, 7.25 p.m., Richmond versus the Western Bulldogs. McRae, bounce back. Dunkley, fucking butt fuck. It's just Western Bulldogs midfielders against Richmond's midfield is what I'm saying. Yeah, 100%. McRae's locked in. Well, not locked in, but currently McRae is my VC. He'll um, he'll take the piss against Richmond. Yeah. And sadly, we'll let him do whatever the fuck he wants. It's just hopefully he doesn't spend a lot of time on the wing like he did last week in that second half as they went with Ooh. Dunkley, who had a really big game. So, Yeah, that was weird. It, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they've got 84 midfielders in their best 22, so something's got to yeah. give sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. No one from Richmond? Not even short? No. Western Bulldogs no, missed a lot of goals? Shit. No. Oh, they could kick like 20 behinds. True. I mean, the the dogs did kick about 15 to 18 to, uh, behind, uh, 17 to, um, behind on the weekend. So, yeah, Short might have 17 kicks just from from kickouts and whatever else happens. But eh, I, I don't love it. I'd prefer McRae or Dunkley. Yep, fair enough. Next game, Fremantle versus the GWS Giants at Opta Stadium. I've got, I've got to say it. Big Smokey. Yeah. Big Smokey VC, if you haven't done any in the earlier games. Fucking Tom Green. He was my captain in draft, my draft team, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> Big Tommy Green. Lock it. There we go. But You're Andy Brayshaw. Locked. Andy Brayshaw. Nah, I reckon he gets tagged again, Dana. That's what I'm th- that's what I'm thinking. Double tag, Andy Brayshaw. This and this is the thing when people were starting to talk about Andy Brayshaw, he pumped out that 180. I'm like, he hasn't copped a hard tag yet. He had a down game on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he got tagged really heavily. He got 80 odd, I think. And now you're going to get a double tag probably from DeBoer and Ash. Uh, yeah. uh, Brayshaw ended up getting to 96, but yeah, had a lot of attention from Jackson Nelson, of all people, tagged him. I'm, I'm just saying, if you can tag Took, uh, took Miller to like a set in the 70s with a double tag, you're going to be tagging fucking Andy Brayshaw out of this game. In like, you'd yeah, think so. Yeah, I mean, Brayshaw's going to be very cheap pretty soon, I think. Yeah, I don't mind it. Not for this game though. Yeah. Get all the, um, get all the tags out of the way early so we can jump on and just enjoy the one twenty average for the rest of the year. Pretty much. Um, Darcy Parish on the net. That's that's the next game, mate. <laughs> oh, I was jumping the gun a bit. <laughs> you jumped the gun. You jumped the gun there. Yeah. Um. I'll say Tom Green. You could even do a Timmy Taranto, Josh Kelly. I don't know. They're all VC options. Darcy Parish. Yep. Okay. Sunday. Now this is and you. <laughs> Essendon versus Adelaide. Now, someone made, made a good point that Schoenberg is a very good at run with Tagger. And Darcy Parrish at the moment, like he's getting the pill, but he's 
disposal efficiency is not the greatest. Yeah. He has struggled a bit. Yeah. Like he's still getting enough of it. Like he had 20, well, 24 on the weekend was probably his lowest disposal count this year. Um, against Bombers, what the fuck did he have? He had 35. 24. No, he had 35 uh, yeah, against the Lions. He had 35. Parish against the Bombers. Yeah, sorry. I, that's why I corrected against the Lions. Sorry, mate. <laughs> then against Geelong, I think he had over 30 again. Yeah, he had 34 against Geelong. But for some reason, he's just, yeah. Anyway, he'll warm into the year though. He did he did this last year, don't know at the start, and he just sort of took off after Anzac Day. So, yeah, but he wasn't playing mid sole midfield before Anzac Day last year. He did play a couple of weeks midfield before that game. It was rotating mid forward though. Yeah, Anzac Day was his first real solo gig in sole mid. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, Dusty Parish, he'll probably and. I try, I'm trading him out. I've brought in Tom Green. No, my fucking parish will go 180. <laughs> but it's always shit, the way it works. Shit happens. Um, it's at Marvel too. Anyone from the Crows? Ben Keys. Here's one. Ben Keys has been flying under the radar, Pato. I don't mind him for a shout. Yeah, but realistically, who has Ben Keys? Uh, how many how many teams have him? He's only 25. His lowest is 113. He's gone 128 round one, 149 round two, and then 113 round three. Man, massively flying under the radar. Huge POD. Don't mind Ben Keys for a captaincy shout at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Ben Keys. I'm going to say Ben Keys. I'm going to say Parrish. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, no one else? Nah. Nah, nah. This next game is kind of dirty, and I, I don't know how they're fourth. Um, actually, good coaching is why they're fourth. Let's let's admit it. Let's let's be real. Hawthorne versus St Kilda, three twenty PM MCG. Don't really like any assets from Hawthorne anymore. So I'm going to avoid. Yeah, they're all- sharing around those midfield minutes way too much to like anyone from that club. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, even St Kilda, I don't like anyone from St Kilda. Mate, Jack Steele might get off the chain a bit. Um, yeah. so, uh, Hawthorne have tended to give up fairly big scores to opposition midfielders earlier on this year. So far this year, I should say. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, four four Carlton midfielders all got over 110 on the weekend. So definitely, I mean, they've been averaging about that all year anyway. So that's pretty obvious. But yeah, I don't mind Jack Steele maybe. Got 120 odd over the weekend. So I hope someone's checked in with an Adelaide fan that's a content creator. Yep. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jack Steele, I don't mind, but that's about it. Yep, we'll go to the last game, which is probably where a fair few of these uh, captain options might come in. Suns versus Carlton. Big Took to bounce back in this one. I can't see anyone being able to tag him out of the game. They don't need to tag Carlton. So Big Took, like it, we could, oh, shit, we could see, I don't know, maybe Raul go okay. Um, but I think the main one that everyone's going to go is Paddy Cripps. Yeah, the thing is the Gold Coast mids probably aren't going to get first use at this, the ball on, on this game. So I probably would slide towards the Carlton players. So I'm thinking Doherty, I'm thinking Cripps for sure. Uh, even a Walsh, uh, not many people have Walsh. He's a trading target in the next couple of weeks, maybe yep. if you look keen on him. But yeah, I'd probably... Yeah, Cripps is my sort of tentative captain at this stage. Um, I like this matchup against the Suns. Yep, fair enough. 
Anyway, Pato, what's your Twitter handle so people can absolutely fucking roast you again, apparently? It's at P-A-T-T-O-S Triple C. Um, give me a follow and then block me when you don't like what I have to say. Mine's at D-A-N-E-O-S Triple C and just give me my inboxes like people have been saying, oh my God, Pato's off the chain. <laughs> so anyway, from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing the fuck off.